thought the nightmare was dead. And buried. They were wrong. Jason lives. Happy Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, part 6. Jason lives. Starts August 1st in the famous players and other theaters near you. Check local listings. Can you believe it? We are 11 days in to this Halloween marathon. I don't think I've ever done anything for 11 days in a row. Honestly, other than breathing maybe, and that's a maybe, and uh, uh, and being disrespectful, I don't think that's anything I've done for 11 days in a row. Anyway, um, today is Friday the 13th part 6, Jason Lives, can you believe it? Okay, here's my fast non-spoiler review. It is fun, it is a just a blockbuster feel of movie, it's very blue, uh, that's one thing. And, yeah, it's a great time, it's not that gory, it's only a 15 in the UK. Well shot, fun cast, good character work, uh, good Jason, good kills, uh, and yeah, if you're thinking about watching it, watch it. Honestly, I'd give it like a 9.6 out of 10? 9. Let's go 9.4, right? Let's let's lower our bar a little bit. 9.4 out of 10? Yeah. Non-spoiler review. Okay, spoilers start in 3, 2, 1. Okay, so the story of this movie, the real story, not the blurb, is that Tommy Jarvis, who's now grown up, and yeah, he had a whole mental asylum thing and a murder mystery plot which we skipped because why would i want to watch that one so uh we're here now and he he goes to jason's grave to try and like burn him or i don't know what his intentions are but the point is he's trying to he's trying to disrespect jason's grave which makes sense because jason is a, a a killer right who killed his mom and the the older woman he was spying on as a child anyway so yeah, he goes there and then he sticks this like metal pole in Jason's like corpse's chest and like Frankenstein lightning hits it brings him back to life and then yeah and then we have a James Bond style intro and then we're right into the action he runs into the police department he's like Jason's back Jason's back they don't believe him obviously because why would they believe him despite the fact that Jason's come back like four times and he's been like he's killed like 80 people they don't take it seriously they renamed Camp Crystal Lake to Camp Forest Green in Forest Green County. So maybe the county was called Crystal Lake as well. That's not the point in New Jersey. I just, that's a fun fact. It, it is set in New Jersey. Anyway, so uh, Jason goes on another maniac rampage. There's a lot more people in the actual forest than ever before. I don't think I've ever seen so many people. So we have the uh, camp counselors, children for the first time. I think this is the first film when there are actual children at the camp, right? We have like a office day out paintballing thing going on. Uh, we have a couple, like a, roman a romantic couple in the forest for some reason. We have um, the, the grave digger, yeah. And then we have random people that the counselors are sleeping with in vans, right? 
so there's like six groups plus also there's the police obviously so there's like six or seven groups of people that are in this area and you know they go one by one i mean the kills are pretty good again it's more uh contained because of the rating and everything but the story is pretty fun and then jason obviously if you've seen the film or if you just want to know jason gets like a metal chain around his neck with it like attached like a big rock and he gets sunk to the bottom of crystal lake you know back to his original death place or whatever back to his original you know tomb or like entrapment because apparently that's going to stop him from haunting other people which i doubt very much anyway um yeah so that's pretty much the story a lot of good deaths the police officers die and speaking of the police officers let's get on to the characters right so there's the two police officers there's like the deputy who is very like firm but fair he's very like you know he doesn't believe but he is like fair about it let's go check it out da -da 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 -da. you know his daughter is the main like love interest of the film uh i think her name is megan uh and then obviously we've got tommy who's you know got a, like a love thing with megan the weird thing is that the the speed at which they form like a romantic relationship is just it's insane so she sees him in the police like deputies uh cell or like i don't know if he's a deputy but the point is he's the leader right and i feel like deputy is the word for that i'm not quite sure so megan sees tommy in the in in the cell of the prison place where his dad, her dad works and tommy's like jason's back we gotta go check on him and then megan's like yeah this guy's hot right and then she comes back uh and she like frees him and then helps him oh no she just helps him get stuff and then she he gets put back in prison she helps him escape and then they defeat jason together or tommy defeats jason and she brings tommy back from the water because tommy's gonna drown or whatever he's he's unconscious or something like that right it was pretty late last night anyway so then we've got the like the lieutenant police officer who is this poor guy the sadness in his voice when megan like breaks tommy out and like basically swaps them right so tommy's in the cell and this this poor lieutenant is like watching out for him and then megan comes in and then tricks the police officer into being trapped in the cell and Tommy coming out and then he's like Megan you're come back you know very sad stuff anyway we have other characters like counselors I don't know their names but they they're all having sex there's one guy who's got ripped everything and a headset and he is driving this van in you know this like camper van and he's having a great time he's not the most intelligent guy but he, he's having a great time then we've got the girl that's reading the male nudity magazine, which I think is pretty fair because most of these movies are like a woman nudity everything, right? So it's fair that she's at least reading like a male nudity thing. Anyway, and then we have um, we have another, we just have a counsellor. She has remarkably, like this brunette counsellor, and she's got remarkably clean or like well put together hair despite just coming out of bed she gets killed as well and then i don't know if i'm missing any other counselors but there is a lot of kids and they make some funny jokes for instance one of them goes with dead meat you know which leads to that whole youtube channel that's pretty cool and then my favorite part 
they're under the bed and they're convinced that Jason, like basically they're hiding from Jason, right? Because they're convinced that he's going to come in and kill them. Despite the fact that Jason doesn't really kill kids. Except I'm pretty sure he does at some point, but that's not the point, right? So in this, uh, they're under the bed and there's these two boys under this one bed and one of them turns to the other and goes, what were you going to be when you grew up? <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. I guess it's not funny when I say it. I think it's more funny if you watch the film. So no matter how many times I'm going to go, what were you going to be when you grew up? You're not going to laugh. But when they do it in the film, you are going to laugh because it's funny in context. It's not funny when I say it, okay? Anyway. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say about the, the characters. Tommy Jarvis is this strange case where in the last film he's sort of psychotic because of obviously what happens to him as a kid. But then in this one he's sort of just like a like a... A chill guy he's pretty funny you know he's just he's uh, the word I would describe him in in this film rather than the last film because the last film I would say psychotic or like over analytical or you know creepy right in this one the word I would use for him is maybe uh, determined or easygoing right that's one word technically because there's a little line between the two words easy and going so yeah that's all i want to say about the characters let's get on to the sets right so there's obviously i said sets to be clear s-e-t-s as in the spaces in which the characters inhabit i'm not talking about them uh, having sex because they do do that in this film and they do that in every film so that would be a bit weird to talk about every time anyway sets environments okay in this film a lot of forest but it seems the smoke machine worked for this one they might have borrowed it off of uh, killer clowns from outer space because this one a lot of smoke right and a lot of like blue moonlight and it's really beautiful I think like but there's like blue mist and all the smoke and then the trees I think this is the time that the forest has looked the best right it looks like the forest out of Ozark like it's great and yeah I think they use a good amount of cabins and things like that because in some of these other films we'll see like one or two cabins and there's a supposed camp but we've never seen it before this one we really see it and we see some of the outside world as I've said before I'd love to see that in this one we see a lot of like the town or at least we have one big shot of the town it kind of looks like the town out of um, back to the future uh, without the clock tower but yeah, so so we get some shots of the town, we get a feel about the area. We even see the edge of the county going into Carpenter, which is obviously in universe the name of another county or another jurisdiction, but really in, it's a, not uh, John Carpenter. This film is very fun in that way, where it's like Tom McLaughlin, I think his name is, or I'm not quite sure, but something McLaughlin is the name of the director, and he apparently had like a very fun set you know he prevented them from doing drugs and things it was more of like a familial kind of atmosphere except not familial as in they were related but i mean like the you know it's a sort of welcoming environment that they filmed in it wasn't so like oh we're gonna have sex while shooting this and we're gonna have to do drugs and we're gonna do alcohol before filming this because obviously that's how people talk in this one it's much more you know nice and like wholesome uh the next thing i wanted to talk about because not much to talk about sets it's really just cabins and 
some roads and some trees. In this one, uh, there are a lot of nice kills. Not as many and not as aggressive as before because obviously this is a 15, but there are some good kills, especially the police deputy when he gets like snapped in half. That is something to, to, to you know, admire. Uh, and there's a lot of like, oh, next snap, and there's a lot of dis dismemberment in this film. A lot of like, oh, and that's her head, and that's her arm, and that arm is attached to a paintball gun, you know. And oh yeah, I forgot to talk about that. The paintball gun guy. There are a bunch of paintball gun people. You know, they all work for the same, like, office or whatever, and they just went out to have a fun game. And one of them's, like, really sexist. And he gets killed pretty gruesomely, which is, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. Anyway, the most important part of this film, I think, is the music. Obviously, Harry Manfredini uh, scored this, as well as most of the others. Uh, he does a great job every time. This one feels more active than part four. I think part three had the best in-house score because of the sort of disco feel to it part four had a much more reserved score and then uh i didn't watch part five but part six the score is coming back it's not a disco score it's not reserved it's sort of just the normal score it's sort of the same as part one you know that sort of jason killer on the loose kind of vibe uh but we do have out of house music in this film made for the movie itself which is just fantastic i mean i love alice cooper i think that he's wonderful in, like a musician i don't know about his personal life i've never read up read up on him so he might be a bad person he might be a good person i'm not sure don't you know at me on that but yeah the music for this film fantastic you know real real good stuff uh man behind the mask teenage frankenstein what's that song like Da -na -na -na, USA Summer in the USA Maybe it's that Maybe it's American U American Summer in the USA Or something Summer in the USA The final thing I wanted to talk about Is cinematography Right uh, Because obviously that's very important for a film The way it looks The way it's shot You know all that uh, And this movie has the feel As I said in the non-spoiler review If you can remember that 13 minutes ago it has the feeling of a blockbuster. It's not like the previous uh, sequels where it kind of felt like, you know, like you like it feels like the cast of X was shooting it. You know that movie where they're filming a movie and then they get like killed or whatever, right? It sort of feels like that. It feels like it's like a small group of people in the previous sequels filming this thing, and it was sort of like a. It's not. It's like a low budget thing, right? Like Halloween, for example. That's like a low budget horror film but it was very good but it's low budget uh this this doesn't feel like that this feels like an actual blockbuster this feels like there's actual big sets you know big action set pieces the cinematographies i'm not sure who did the cinematography in this one but it feels more up to date and i don't want to say blockbuster and i don't want you to associate with like marvel movies or anything like that when i mean blockbuster i mean like it feels like it was, it there was money put into it, there was thought put into it, and you know, yeah. So it, it, this feels more thought out. This feels more like a movie which had some real, like, um, again, like thought put into it. 
yeah, I mean, that's all I want to say. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crane shots, surprisingly, or like drone shots where it will fly up. You know, like, uh, Megan will be shouting like, no, dad, where are you? And then the drone will fly up or there'll be a lot of like, uh, there's just a lot of over the head stuff. There's a really beautiful, uh, shot of Jason on top of like a camper van with like smoke coming off of him and like this fire and it looks like CG but apparently it's real so whatever you know it looks great and yeah I guess I was about to end and then I realized that I didn't actually talk about cinematography so I just went back and talked about drone shots for like 20 seconds anyway yeah that's all I wanted to say as I said before it's probably like a 9.4 it's very good for all the things I mentioned but it is bad in the f form that it's I, I guess not that scary you know, like it's not, it's not bad, but I wasn't scared when watching this film. I think most of the films in this entire like uh, marathon haven't been that scary. I think the last time that I was actually, I actually was like fearful after watching one of these films might have been it, purely because Tim Curry as a clown is scary, but then also Halloween 2 was pretty gory obviously in the because of um friday the 13th and that like that that sort of more gory horror market had just grown because of that franchise so halloween had to adapt to that but yeah i think that a lot of these movies lack scariness purely maybe because i've seen them or i've seen a kill count of them or i've seen a video analysis of them so there's not many surprises left. I mean, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that was new for me, that was fun. Uh, next movie is also gonna be new for me. Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, because we're gonna skip New Blood. Though I wanna watch a movie where Jason is like half skeleton and you can like see his everything, right? I don't think that's that good. And if I wanted to watch a movie about old girl with mind powers, I'd just watch Carrie. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's very good, except it's not that scary. A little bit slow in, in places. It's, and I don't mean like it's boring. It's just that sometimes I don't, I'm not like, I'm not in it. You know, I'm not in the moment. I'm not like, oh my God, what's going to happen? You know, I'm, I'm sort of more relaxed. I feel like I'm out of the picture. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I've rambled on for 18 minutes. Can you believe it? This is the longest one so far, and for one of my favorites. I'd say that about every Friday the 13th, I think, that is my favorite one. But no, this one really is very good. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow for Jason Takes Manhattan. Bye.